Here it is, season seven. I can't believe we've had six completed seasons of Captain's Corner. I just want to thank everybody for coming along and listening to this, downloading it, sharing it. It really means a lot to me. And as I think about you and I hear from you, I am really overwhelmed with the way God has used this podcast. I'm really thankful too for all of our sponsors through these seven seasons. Every season we have had a sponsor, at least one. In this season, we have three. So our thanks to Sheer Construction, Summit Marketing, and WPO Development for sponsoring season seven. We have a lot of good conversations coming up, and I think you'll enjoy them. We are starting off this season with two back-to-back episodes. So today is Thursday, February 18th. Tomorrow's the 19th. We have two episodes coming out then. Part of that is because our first episode is a fun interview I had with Sergio Carrillo, who is the creator of the Action Bible. Some of you will know about that. Um, And he has some amazing stories. That's actually on this episode that you've downloaded right now. Um, I mean, you will not believe some of the stories about the impact of the Action Bible. But then tomorrow on the 19th, because the Tampa Salvation Army Church is in the middle of a series on Titus, the book of Titus, the letter to Titus from Paul, we have New Testament scholar Dr. Isaiah Allen, who works for the Salvation Army's Eastern Territory, and he teaches at a variety of institutions like Asbury University and Booth College. Um, He's going to be talking about, he's an expert on Titus and the pastoral epistles, and he is going to be talking about that really interesting verse in the 12th verse of chapter 1 that has really confounded people for years. So I wanted to get this one in in time while we're still in this series on Titus. It's called Activated. But throughout the rest of the season, we have several other great guests, Dr. Matt Ayers, who's the president of Wesley Biblical Seminary, Dr. Janet Dean, who's a psychology professor and expert in interacting with sexual minorities. She's done a ton of research, and I I hope that you'll be able to download that episode. I kind of want to put that one out right away because it's made such an impact on me, as have the others too, Adley Charles, uh, Nursen Kistan, uh, Captain Nursen Kistan from the Salvation Army in California, Stephen Elliott, who's the author of a great book called By Signs and Wonders, How the Holy Spirit Grows the Church, and Cam Henderson, Major Cam Henderson, who talks about a new approach to Salvation Army's Florida Division is taking an evaluating cores and helping cores really decide how they define the win for their local congregations. So there is a lot coming on. Again, if you could take a second, if you've been able to listen to this podcast, if you could rate and review it on iTunes, that would be really helpful to us. Also, if you could share this, if you could, even if it's like, okay, I don't really feel like I want to share on my Facebook wall, even if you like get to an episode where you can just share that one episode. You know, last semester, last semester, last season, we had on Dr. David Clark, and he talked about the, the challenge situation that people experience when one spouse says they want a divorce. And that particular episode had a had a wide impact. And we had people reach out to us who Dr. Clark's message was really powerful for them and helpful for them to think about how they can handle that challenging situation. So if there's one particular episode, that's a great thing for you to share or text to somebody else. Thanks for coming along for this. And uh, again, thanks to our sponsors. I want to let you all know too that we have a great team here at the Tampa Area Command that helps us put together. Brendan Moore, I'm going to call him the producer. I don't know if he's ever given that, been given that title before, but Brendan Moore really puts together a lot of the details in the editing and the website. And then um, Ashley Ramsey, as also, who's just recently married. I'm afraid I'm not going to say her new last name correctly, but I'll get it on here soon. Um, Ashley Ramsey, who's really was the brainchild of this 
this podcast is her brainchild, wanting us to find ways that we can connect with people in our community. And it's turned out to be something that's really expanded all around the world. So thanks for checking out Captain's Corner and enjoy season seven. God bless you. Captain Andy Miller coming to you from Tampa, Florida, where I am honored to have with me the illustrator and uh, of the Action Bible, Sergio Cariello. Did I get that right? Yes. Welcome to Captain's Corner. So glad to be here. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit of how we got to this place. This is actually a very busy day for us at the Salvation Army. Our angel tree distribution is happening. We had it in mind that we wanted to give the Action Bible to all of the families that came through our angel tree program. So we found a, a donor who was willing to give money for that purpose. Then I learned that you, Sergio, lived in Florida and only 45 minutes from here. So I invited you to come down. Yes. So, that was amazing. Such a unique thing. So um, what was that like when you found out that we were going to be giving the Action Bible away? I was so uh, you know, awestruck by reading your message. I was like, wow, that's an amazing opportunity. And it's right here in Tampa. So I'm going to have to be a part of this. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. And my kids are big fans of Action Bible. My son, Andy, my oldest, said he's been through it 10 times. Right. And so I knew that I've known what an impact your work has had on my family. And that's part of why I wanted to share that with these 750 families that are part of our Angel Tree program. So I, from the Miller family, thank you. My pleasure. And I heard it from... Uh, your kids uh, firsthand as soon as they yes <laughs> I arrived they were you know uh, unashamedful you know uh, promoting the book and saying how much they loved it and I, and I so I made a video of yes, that's right saying it again because I was like wow this is so awesome yeah yeah well it has I mean it really has been a, a great tool to be able to use so I would like to hear a little bit of your story so you come from Brazil right and I imagine like all these steps. We I know you've written for Marvel and DC and many other things. But how was it that you got into being an illustrator in the first place? Well, I was uh, probably like one of your kids who draws and creates his own characters. Right, I was right. like that. Yes, I was like that. And uh, and I remember when I was five, I told my my parents, I want to be a cartoonist when I grow Is up. You okay, I I did say that. I was five. Wow. So I already knew what I wanted to do since I was a little kid. I never stopped drawing. I created my own comics, my brother and I. Okay. So uh, there was one time that I saw an ad of a uh, comic book school in, in Dover, New Jersey, the okay. Joe Kubert School of Cartoons and Joe Graphic Arts. Joe Kubert School okay. of Kubert. Cartoons okay, yeah, and Graphic Arts, still going today. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, a, a scholarship under my, my name with it that okay. goes with it, uh, every year. Uh, to first-year students, but I saw the ad on a Batman comic book. Okay. In Brazil, we had the comics translated to Portuguese, Yeah. so if I wanted to see what was happening in the current continuity of the characters, yes. because we were a little bit behind on the, okay. on the story arcs, translation, <laughs> publications, but if I wanted to know what was going on in America, of uh, the world of comics here, yeah, sure. I would go to the airport. And then go oh, to a bookstore where they had the American comics in color because we had translated to Portuguese, black and white, and okay. they put together three or four books into one. But if I wanted to see single issue, 22-page comic book colored and the original covers and everything, I would go to the airport and, and read from, 
Interesting. From uh, the Where bookstore. Where in Brazil? Where are you from? Recife, Brazil. Northeast okay, gotcha. of Brazil. That's north of São Paulo, north of Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Uh, so I knew that I, 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 I wanted to attend that school in Dover, New Jersey. So okay. I started to learn English, save money. And uh, I was involved with Word of Life uh, Ministries. Okay. Um, I dedicated my life in 1979 to Jesus Christ because of George Tice Ministry. He was a director okay. at Word of Life in Recife. Okay. And he was uh, then later... How old were you then? I was uh, 1979. I was uh, 16, I think. Okay, wow. Then he became the director of Word of Life Upstate New York. And a friend of mine who was... Uh, uh, his sister went to Bi the Bible, uh, Word of Life Bible Institute, 1981, with me. I became very good friends with this uh, family from Holland, uh, okay. the uh, uh, Schalkweg family. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he followed my story. The father and the parent, uh, uh, we called him Papa, and he wrote a, le a letter to George because I, I I shared my dream to come to America and to right. go to that school. Uh, and then George gave me a scholarship to go to go to Word of Life Bible Institute in upstate New York. Okay. To study the Bible again okay. through Word of Life. And that was my bridge to come. And after that, I applied to the Cuban School. I was interviewed by Joe Cuban himself. Interesting. Yeah, over the phone. I was accepted. Is I this a legendary person in the cartoony yes, he, world? Yeah, he like... passed in 2008, I believe. Okay. But he was a legend, man. I loved his work since I was a kid. What, what would he have done? Would I know anything? He did Tarzan, Sergeant Rock. And all of the uh, DC Marvel characters, okay. uh, he was a huge, huge uh, all artist. Marvel. Yeah, writer, publisher, editor. He was everything. And he created this school with, with a lot of professionals that come from the, the, the Cuba school. So would he and, have been a contemporary with Stan Lee? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Did you ever work with Stan Lee? I met Stan Lee a few times because I worked for Marvel. So right. we, I, we went to parties and he was there. and went okay. to his birthday parties. Okay. So I had pictures with him. Yeah. Um, so he was uh, Stan Lee Presents. You know, he was involved right. with other books of Marvel. Oh, but yeah, I'm jumping out of the game here. But, sorry, sorry, yeah. But w what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying is um, uh, because of uh, being accepted to Cuba school, I, I attended the school and... Uh, because I was uh, drawing something for a small company, uh, Caliber Press. And my brother had started drawing for them, even though he was in Brazil. Right. He was working through an agent, and he was doing something for Caliber Press. Yeah. And there was a story he couldn't finish, and he said, oh, my brother lives in, in America. Why don't you get him to do it? And so I got to do that story. And because of that story, uh, I was exempt from a lot of homeworks at oh, the okay. Cuba School. Interesting. And then... Um, I also saw that Marvel Comics was offering a lettering ghost, uh, ghost lettering job at the Marvel bullpen in New York. So you would write the letters inside the bubbles. Right, 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 right. right, right, right. Uh, so they needed people to work in in-house to uh, work in correcting anything they needed correction for the books before they, they went out. That, okay. That's why we, we were called ghost letterers. Gotcha. So our names were not credited in, in the book. We were behind right. the, the, the scenes. Uh, so Marvel offered that to third-year students at the Cuba School. Nobody's interested because they all went there to become pencilers and inkers and, and, and become Those the stars. Those are higher positions. Right, yeah. Pencilers I mean, and inkers are like... Right, right. Yeah, inkers, pencilers. Starting they, lineup. Right, yeah. yeah they yeah, they yeah. are on the covers. They name okay. on the covers, the credits and everything. But I saw that as an opportunity to break into business. Okay. So I took the job. And um, because I was drawing for Caliber... Marvel editors gave me work to do uh, Marvel books. Wow. So I got so busy with Marvel that I had to quit the bullpen 
okay. work at home. And Joe Kubert, by my success during from Marvel and DC Comics, hired me to teach twice a week at the Kubert School. So, so I taught, teach at the school. So I went back to teach along with Joe Kubert. And, oh my goodness! And Joe had a correspondence course, which I helped him do the critiques with him along the way through the throughout the years. Uh, so I became uh, very involved in the business, uh, 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 doing stuff for many publishers. And David C. Cook, which published the uh, Picture Bible in the right, 70s. Right, right. And I remember seeing that when I was a kid in Brazil, black right. and white. I was a, and I also was one of my dream. that would be great if I could do something like that. So Cook saw one of my drawings that I did for a Christian publisher, and they contacted me, asked me if I wanted to do the Action Bible. That's the wow. whole story. So how I became before we get the Action Bible. So like through those years, you're working for Marvel. I mean, people who are comic book fans um, would have seen you drawing all, all, all the major Marvel characters, right? Right. right. Batman. Yes. Uh, and DC too. Yes. Yes. I, I, I would have thought that they would have been separated, DC and Marvel, but you were doing. Doing both. Yeah, I, I I had one time I had an exclusive contract with DC Comics. Okay. I, I think it was one year, but uh, most of my career I was I didn't have an exclusivity contract with anybody, mm. so I could draw for Marvel and DC and 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 Disney and Caliber, Dark Horse, Image, Wow, uh, Tom McFarlane, uh, all kinds of different uh, publications. Wow. So I'm inter- I, 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 One of the things that's interesting about the Action Bible which we'll get into, is like that there's characters that you have to create what they look like. But what you're doing for Marvel and DC, I'm sorry, I only know the big names, right. but the, um, is, is you're drawing, I mean, Spider-Man is always going to have a you know, right. red, red head and blue, I mean, he's going to yeah, look yeah. the same way. Right. And, and, but you had to kind of like take them and adapt them. Right. So that's a, the two different disciplines. So you had yes. to take something that wasn't yours, right. Spider-Man, and make him alive right 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 um so now you you go through this process and you do all of these these pieces then you get called upon doing this do the action bible right so I, I want you to talk a little bit about that and maybe what it was uh them them calling you on it and like how massive of an undertaking this was like right. how uh talk about how long it took and how in your creative process uh, with the action bible yeah when they contacted me i was already busy Okay. I was doing the Lone Ranger for uh, Dynamite uh, Comics. Wow. And, um, and I was about to start another project for Zondervan, Son of Samson. Uh, okay. It was a cartoony style kind of thing. But when I saw that opportunity to revamp the Action Bible, I would revamp the Picture Bible. Right, right. It was the yeah. old Picture Bible. It was the old 70s, Picture Bible from the yeah. 70s. Andre LeBlanc was the illustrator. Um, I thought, I knew in my heart that I wanted to do it. I didn't, <laughs> when they emailed me, and then called me and said, yes, I'll, I, I want to do it. So wow. that, that was, um, to me, I had a, you know, like a lightning in my head and my heart. Uh, I was like, I got to do this. Wow. You know, th- that's, that's my job. That's my mission in life, to do this. Uh, so I was busy, but I, I undertook it. And I think God helped me through uh, giving me a lot of inspiration yes. to be able to produce so many pages a month. Because I was doing 20 pages. How for, many pages is it in the Action Bible? Uh, the original one is 740 wow. uh, pages. So I was doing seven pages a, um, uh, seven pages a month. Oh, <laughs> 27 pages a month for, for the Action Bible. Uh, 22 to 20 pages of Lone Ranger and 50 pages of 
Son of Samson. Oh my goodness! So I was drawing a lot, a lot. So I had, I had uh, everybody who visited me from the family put them to work, <laughs> erasing pages, skinny and stuff. You yeah. Know? I even um, had uh, uh, somebody. Uh, uh, I think uh, Danielle Brand Brandown, uh, Brazilian, uh, who was one of my students at the Cuba School. Yeah, he, yeah. he helped me on the uh, uh, on on. Uh, son of and son of Samson, uh, as a student, and I hired him to, to help me uh, do cleanups, do some things for me. Yeah, and thumbnails. So, uh, so I, I I had a lot of uh, help from uh, Brazilians. Uh, I some contracted seven colorists. Wow, uh, two seven letters colors. from uh, America. But I was uh, I was busy, and and uh, Andre LeBlanc established a lot of the things in the, the picture bible okay. for me visually okay gotcha. so i followed um i i wanted to uh, they, they hired me to revamp not necessarily recreate the whole thing but so i used a lot of what he initiated but at the time that i was creating i of course you know bought every every illustrated illustrated bible that i could buy uh all the movies that I could rent and buy. Uh, so I was looking at a lot of uh, different uh, references for, for me sure. to, to help depict the story accurately. For example, wow. I, I bought a jawbone from Spain. Really? Uh, yeah. For Samson? Yes. Wow. Because I wanted to feel how somebody would hold a jawbone. And, Interesting. And, and, and how how do you kill a thousand people <laughs> with a jawbone? You know, yeah. So I got I to gotta have a jawbone and... and and start killing people. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to, to hold it in my hand and see how would be, uh, how would would his hand fit, you know, in this uh, bony structure. So I, I, I had that. I had uh, uh, a life-size sword for um, David's uh, sword of wow. the giant. Yeah, sure. So I yeah. bought a, a, a life-size sword. Yeah. And I had a lot of miniatures of, Sheep, horses, and uh, cattle, and, and all for the the, the ark. Uh, yeah. So a lot of reference. Um, Dave uh, Bob De La Pina, who was uh, one of the first art team at the Action Bible, he had a museum in his house of uh, the uh, shackles of silver. So I held in my hand, you know, uh, thirty thirty uh, pieces of piece of silver yeah. to 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 feel, you know, feel it. Yeah. yeah. And and so I. I didn't go to Jerusalem. I should have gone. But, yeah. But I, I brought Jerusalem to me. Oh, wow. Books and internet and everything and, and props and it. all kinds of references. I'll say, you know, you know one of the things that happens with, for my kids, and this is probably a thing that happens with generations of Christian parents, is that right. there's a Christian blank that comes out. Uh, when I was growing up, a Christian rap group. So I couldn't listen to the regular rap. I had to get the Christian rap. And there's a, every now and then, and I liked a lot of it, but every now and then it was like always like, not quite as good you know like you have right, like that right. or or you have a christian style or you have whatever it is and that was kind of how i felt about a lot of the comic books that i saw as a, when i was a kid so when the, on the action bible came out my brother-in-law will gave it to my kids for christmas and i was kind of wondering like is this going to be the same type of thing but it wasn't at all the quality is so great 
and like in grip, I'm, I'm telling you, my kids have read it through multiple times. Right. So I think that that just speaks to this process of like you like really invest, holding a jawbone, so that you can yeah. get a sense yes. for what this might be. Yeah, I I was uh, truly involved. Um, for example, whenever I get a script, yeah. uh, whatever the story and publisher. Um, I become the characters, you know. So I, I, I impersonate the uh, literally, but you know, I'm yeah. I'm the actor, I'm the the, the director, yeah, yeah. I'm the the costume Be designer. Be careful, Bathsheba saying you don't want to get too much acting that way. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I, what I'm saying is, in order for you to draw the expressions, right. you have to feel the emotion of the characters. Right. right. So that's for every job that I get. I want to do that as a preacher too. You know? <laughs> I, I want to feel. I want to get there exactly. Too, yeah. yeah, but the difference between drawing uh, Jesus and drawing Captain America is that Captain America, Lone Ranger, Batman, all temporal and entertaining. But Jesus is real. Yeah. He's real to me. Amen. He's alive right now. Alive right now. Yeah. You know, he's he gave me the, my gifts. Yes. You know, he's the, he's the artist of artists. Yeah. Amen. You know, he yeah. is the man and under him everything. Amen. All so, things were created by him right, and through him. Him living inside of me, drawing him at some points when I was drawing the Action Bible, I had to stop and worship. Oh, wow. Okay, this is awesome. Okay, because like, and also challenging. Some people would say you should never try and depict Jesus, right? right. And some people would say, uh, uh, even making Jesus white or black or Hispanic or Asian, I mean, like that that's creating God in our image. Um, and it's challenging. I, I don't know if you've received any criticism even for how Jesus looks in your Bible or not. If you, I have. I have. Okay. What, what, how, how do you work through that? And like, how do you think about that theologically? Okay. I like to use the story of one, um, one family was impacted by the Action Bible. Okay. From India in a Muslim village. Okay. Okay. This kid was given the story of Jesus from the Action Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a booklet of 16 pages okay. from the Action Bible. So the kid, a Muslim kid, hid the book under his bed okay. when he got it from this event, from this event. not telling his parents about it. Wow. So he was so afraid. But he, he was so guilty that he ended up telling his father, yes. Father, I have to confess that I have a book under my bed that the Christians gave me. And the father, let me see the book. So the Muslim father looks through my book. And when he sees Jesus, he says, where did you get this? I've been dreaming of this man. Oh, my goodness. And he got saved. whole family got saved. The neighborhood got saved. And a church was planted. You kid, you're kidding I'm me. not kidding you. There's a whole, the whole so I, that, de- that, that, de- that debunks any criticism, right? Amen, yeah. God I mean, should I say yeah. more? Oh, no, I, I'm sure you can go on. And, and, and I'm not saying that Jesus looked like the way I drew it. Right, I'm saying okay. that God can use whatever you, your gift is right. to present himself. Right. You know, if, if my Jesus was uh, more black, Jesus would put that Jesus in his dreams. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Amen. I'm not saying that what yeah, I yeah, do exactly, is, is law. Exactly. I'm, I'm saying you want to critique me for being used <laughs> to give eternal life to yeah. millions of kids and it's all not heresy. worldwide. Yeah, it's not yeah, like, you're, right, it's not like yeah. you're saying. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, uh, oh, you draw him too too handsome. <laughs> Jesus is the beautiful, the most beautiful creature of the whole universe. Wow. So no matter if he's is uh, ugly, really, I see him as a beautiful person. Wow. So to me, 
I draw him as I see him in my head. Okay. So it doesn't mean that you must see him the same way. Well, the essence and the anointing is there. Right. Because I took it seriously. I didn't just do a job. You I was not hired. Him. I worship him. <laughs> And I, and I didn't watch the page, but right, I'm saying right, that yes, yes. The, the things that, the, the pages that I was drawing, right. they were so real to me that they spoke beyond Captain America and Batman. Wow. They touched my soul in wow. a way that I had to kneel and say, Lord, I want this in my life. You know what I mean? When yeah, I was drawing I Samson, I said, Lord, I see me and Samson working wow. in my life because Samson was attracted by the world. Yeah. And I see me in Samson. I see me in this blinded guy. I want to see, Lord, even though I see, I want to see more. Yes. You know what I mean? Amen. When, um, he ta- when he taught, when he spoke, that touched my heart. It's the same impact of uh, Powell who uh, drew, uh, acted Jesus of Nazareth. Remember the movie? Oh, right. Yes, okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear, I, I read a report that when they were filming the Sermon on the Mount, the villages did not speak a word in English. Yeah. But they sensed such a power and people started crying because they understood in English what the guy was saying, the actor. Wow. Wow. Because that's how real Jesus is. Even though he uses different tools and different servants who would we would not put yeah. in the position that he puts them in position to be ministering to. Right. So to me... Uh, the actual Bible is beyond a job. Wow. It's a ministry that impact is, uh, impacted millions of, of lives and still does. This episode of Captain's Corner is sponsored by the Bed and Bread Club. The Salvation Army Bed and Bread Club helps provide food for those who are hungry and shelter for those with nowhere else to turn. You can join for as little as $10 each month. Your reoccurring gifts will pair with those who are our current members to ensure that the Bed and Bread Club can continue to be a sustainable solution to hunger and homelessness in our community. Interested? Contact the Salvation Army of Tampa at 813-226-0055 to sign up. Be a part of something greater. Join the Bed and Bread Club today. And our thanks to Summit Marketing for helping us put this plan together. God bless you. So this, you just had the 10th anniversary, and you've come up with a second edition where you have more than 100 new pages. Right. Um, what, what's, not center, what's the double fold, or what do you, you have a lot of the... A lot of double page spreads. Double, sorry. <laughs> yeah. my ignorance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah as a, you know, as I, didn't, I knew it wasn't centerfold. I yeah, know yeah, that much. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's so. not centerfold. But you get the picture. It's yeah. like when you have, uh, you know, a double page spread, it means that you, a lot, a lot... Uh, you, you give more room to draw something bigger in a confined, uh, uh, bigger than a, a, a one page right. in, a, in a comic book. When you, when, you, when you open the book and you see one page, the drawing can only go so far. But right. if you have a double page yes. spread, you know, uh, that illustration stretches across and it just gives that, that more uh, impactful imagery to, to dive in. And I thought some of the stories, like the the party of the sea, yeah, you know, would be better if we had a double page spread showing the sea in two page instead yes. of just one. Yes, yeah. And I, my kids have, I asked them when the new edition came out. I said, "What's different?" And they said, "Noah's Ark, the Red Sea." Yeah, and they and they were they were showing me. So I yeah, think they're like uh, they're like the 
scholars of your of your work. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they love, and I love what you're saying too about like the the way the God Spirit ends up working in these places. As a preacher, you know, I I'll, I'll rehearse my sermons to nobody will hear except for me. Right. But I'm always amazed, like in the moments when I'm rehearsing my sermons or whatever it could be, like preparing for something, how God will speak to me in that moment. And when I preach it from the pulpit, it might not, it might not hit me in the same way, but right. God, God is at work all right. around us. Right. In, in our tradition in the Salvation Army, we call that provenient grace, right. the way God's grace goes ahead of us, yes. like that he's always move, moving ahead of us. Right. Um, well, could you tell me a little bit about the, the, the numbers of the impact of the Action Bible? Like you were, before we were having the conversation, like how many, uh, how, like how many editions have been printed and then there's sub-smaller sections. Right, yeah. Um, the book in America, the, the, the full book, yeah. um, has sold close to 2 million copies wow. in America alone. But the, uh, the booklet of 16-page uh, The Story of Jesus in various languages, uh, freely distributed all over the world, plus all the Action Bible brand, like uh, curriculum and uh, study Bible and, 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 and all, all der- derivatives of the Action Bible, yeah. in total, is beyond 80 million publications. Oh, wow. It doesn't mean that 80 million sold. Wow. Uh, most of that is given freely uh, worldwide, which also means to me that David C. Cook is really interested in, in, in fulfilling the Great Commission. Right. Uh, so it's a publisher that is serious about Jesus too. Yes. <laughs> you know they're not I mean? just trying to make money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a, they're a non-profit. Uh, so they have a lot of uh, donors, uh, like the one the, the one donated yeah, sure. 750 Bibles to you. Uh, they had a lot of that going on too. Uh, but the actual Bible definitely is uh, the most successful book in my career, and the um, probably the most successful uh, Christian comic bookish uh, in currently <laughs> in, yeah, out there. Yeah. I've had other Christian uh, publishers come to me and thank me for the actual Bible because it sprung more business to them. Interesting. Yeah, because it opened a market. Right. That was dormant. Because I remember, yeah. and I'm not saying this just to say, I say based on facts, because I remember when I was uh, doing the Word of Life Upstate New York Bible Institute uh, 1986, 87, I remember talking to Alan Hartley. He was a Christian artist. He did Archie comics. Okay, uh, yeah. The, the, he, he, he did... Uh, uh, he did... Uh, the cross, the switch. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did some some the cross Christian, and switch play. Yeah, yeah. He did some adaptations uh, for uh, some Christian Archie books. I, I I forgot what what it was, but Alan Hart. He was ill when I talked to him on the phone, and I remember him telling me because I shared my desire to do Christian comics. Yeah. Before I knew the action about the action Bible. Yeah. And he said, Sergio, there's no market for it. Wow. There's no market. Wow. There's no money. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody buys that. Mm. And that did not stop me dreaming. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> that did not deter me. You know, I still had in my in my head, I know that God has something there for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but God I know something. I know that 
He said it. He said it before the the, the, the foundation of the earth. I prepare good works for you to walk in it. Yes. He's, he told me in Psalm 139 that I wrote the days of your life in my book even before any of them came to be. So he, he is a God uh, that is very personal. He's not a God that, oh, there's God. Hey, God, you, are you interested in me? Sure. What's your name? Sergio. Okay, I'll take you. No. He thought of me before all this. Wow. He, he designed something for me. It's, this is how we can get from a boy in Brazil, drawing his own comic books, finds in the back of Bat, a Batman comic that he wants to go to the school, and God opens up a door after you become a Christian to do that, and then you get doing Marvel and DC, and then opens up the door for, you said 50 million? I'm sorry, or 80 million. 80 million, 80 million publications. people impacted by the, public, the publications from the Action Bible. Yes. I mean, you talk about a redemptive story. This yes. is a, um, and also, I want to just highlight for our listeners the way that you leverage your gifting. People could say, "Well, you should be a preacher." No, you should have been a cartoonist. Exactly, right? yeah, absolutely. Use that and like yes. look, look at God. How God is using that powerfully all over the world. And that story you told. I know we could have more of them, like of of a whole village coming to Christ because of seeing a sixteen-page booklet. Right. Wow. Thank you so much for being a steward of your gifts. My pleasure, brother, and, and, and s- 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 thank you for for your uh, commitment too and your, and your faithfulness that brought us together. Amen. Yeah, I mean, this is a kind of crazy thing that I do every now and then. Just reach out. I mean, I thought, well, I mean, see, I'm going to go ahead and see if this guy's he, he might like to know. <laughs> and now we have this great conversation, and we just trust God's going to continue. Yeah, when I you. when I did the Lone Ranger, yeah. uh, you can edit this later if, if you if you want to include it. But when I when I was doing the Lone Ranger. Uh, Matt Interline from California. He was uh, Matt and Larry. They're both uh, pastors in California. Um, Matt loved the Lone, the Lone Ranger that this guy Sergio did, and then when he saw the Action Bible, he loved it. And then we, when he found out that there was the same guy who drew the Lone Ranger, oh, wow. he called me or emailed me, just like, eh, "Let's give it a shot. See if he, he wants to draw for us." <laughs> And I said, yes. And um, they loved me so much uh, talking to, to me over the phone that they flew to California next week to meet me here. Wow. And we, uh, I, I've drawn hundreds and hundreds of illustrations for their uh, ministry. So, what ministry is that again? And Matt Antoline is, uh, and Larry Antoline, they, they have a Calvary curriculum. Oh, okay, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we even talked about all the things you've done, like Calvary, Calvary curriculum, Focus on the Family, <laughs> focus on the family. Imagination Station, uh, the Focus on the Family Kids Study Bible. Yeah, Anything yeah. else that we might know that you've done? I did some some uh, stuff for Keystone Media. Uh, okay. For um, Juice for Jesus. Okay, wow. Yeah, I remember drawing pages for this group that... They were using the pages that I was, I was finishing them in Jerusalem. Wow. I was drawing them today and tomorrow they was being printed and, and ministered there and, and they were persecuted. They, they were, they, I mean, uh, the wow. Orthodox uh, Jews were, uh, you know, on their face and they had to hide in the mosque and they showed me uh, publications of, of uh, retaliation from the Orthodox uh, Complain about this group who was bringing 
this message from that guy, may his name be blotted out oh from us. And he was wow. talking about the Lord. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so God has used my gifts not only through David C. Cook, but through many ministries. Uh, and um, we have a mission to use our gifts for God. And we have to be open to the right doors to enter in and let him do the rest. Yeah. Amen. And we trust he will. Yes. Yeah, he trusts he will. Sergio, it's been a blessing to have you on Captain's Corner. Thank you for joining us. Next week on the podcast, we have Dr. Isaiah Allen. If you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army of Tampa, check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at Sal Army Tampa. And of course, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.